Welcome to Story Over Everything with Edward Atwell and Chaz Reed. What's going on, everybody? This is Aaron Edward Atwell from Edward Atwell Films here with my co-host Chaz Reed. What's going on, Chaz? What's going on, everybody? Man, let me tell you, I've got a I've got a story I need to tell. Um, you know, I'm gonna review my week a little, uh, but I've got to start with this. Um, we went to New Hampshire for this wedding. You know, I said on the last podcast um, I was gonna do the photo and video. The uh, photographer couldn't get into the country. The work visa didn't pass. You know, whatever that story was. Um, so I booked this Airbnb, right? Um, on the photos, it looks like this quaint little, you know, nice country place. Um, it was not, it was haunted. Um, and let me tell you the story of how I get there. Um, so we pull into this town. I cannot remember the name of the town. Uh, it's near Mount Washington. Um, but we pull in and the whole town is Christmas themed Mm. all year. What? Okay. Yeah. So that like that throws me off. Like I feel like this is something weird. Like this is my last day on earth probably. Um, so we're, we're rolling along. No cell phone service in New Hampshire, by the way. Zero. Um, so if you tried to call me or text me, sorry, I didn't answer. Um, so we roll up to this place. And, well, first we pass one place. And I'm like, if that's it, I'm not pulling in. That's what I said to my wife. Mm-hmm. I was like, if that's the place we're going, then we're not going. We're going to, we're going to go home. Um, <laughs> and then we get to it. Like the GPS is like, turn here. Like you've arrived at your destination. Um, and it's like it's like a barn with with Christmas lights all over it. And they've got like the Christmas lights are on. They've got like the big inflatable Christmas stuff out front. Yeah. This is crazy. So, yeah. So I pull into this gravel parking lot and I'm thinking like, man, this wasn't, this wasn't what the photos looked like. Uh, but you know, at this time, like we just went, uh, we drove the first day, uh, stopped in uh, New Jersey, um, hung out there for a bit. And then the next day we drove up to New Hampshire from there. And so, you know, we're tired, whatever. I get out of the car, tell my wife, like, lock the doors. Uh, you know, I'm going to go up here and see what's up. So I go up to the door. The door's locked uh, at the the end, this Airbnb. Uh, okay, so, you know, that's not that weird. You know, I've stayed in Airbnbs before, and a lot of times they'll lock the door. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, you know, they're probably just, you know, it's late. They're just being safe. So I'm, I knock, you know. I wait about a minute. Nobody's coming to this door. Uh, also, all the lights are off everywhere. Uh, except, except the Christmas the Christ- lights. Except the Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for a doorbell. Well, there's no doorbell. Um, so then I see the sign over here on the window to my left, and it says open. And so like I know something's going on. And then there's a little sign under it, like small text, like somebody had printed it out, like on printer paper. Uh, so I walk to the the window on the left, and I read this sign. And I want to make sure you can hear this, everybody. The sign says, if no one answers the door, use the tiny phone behind the snowflake door in the candy cane. What? Right. So, like, I'm thinking, man, like, I've been driving too long. I'm not understanding this properly. So I read it again. Read it again for me. Yeah. And it says, and I quote, if no one answers the door, use the tiny phone behind the Christmas, uh, behind the snowflake door in the candy cane. So I'm sitting here like it's dark. I'm in the country and I'm like, is the snowflake a wing or like, is it candy cane wing? Like, is there a different part of this place? I'm not seeing. Is it you know, a really big candy cane? 
right? Like, I don't know what this means. Uh, so some lady comes walking up. I'm like, okay, here we go. Like she clearly works here cause no one else is going to be out here in this town. Um, and I was like, Hey ma'am, like, do you work here? And she's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, are you checking in? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, believe it or not, no one's answering the door. And this sign says we got to use the tiny phone behind the snowflake door and the candy cane. Um, so me and this random lady in New Hampshire. That you clearly insulted, by the way. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully she doesn't hear this. Um, but so like we're wandering around this front porch and there's no there's no like signs or anything. Um, and then we step back to the door and it's like a it's it's a candy cane, like a literal candy cane, like that are beside the door, you know. And so there's a hidden door on the candy cane that you have to open and there's a tiny miniature phone inside this thing that you have to call the front desk with. How big is the miniature phone? Um, if I would say it's about as tall as this coffee cup I'm holding. Like it's weirdly <laughs> small. Like it's made for elf hands. This place is Christmas, man. Um, oh my goodness. So, you know, finally we use the candy cane phone. The lady comes, checks us in. Uh, and the whole time I'm thinking like, man, we should probably split. Like, this ain't for me. You know, I haven't paid the full balance. Like, I just need to go to a different place. There's other <laughs> hotels in town, you know, with normal people. Um, I'm so anyway, <laughs> I know, right? I was too. Uh, so we go up and, uh, you know, we go, we got the, of course, you know, I'm thinking like this place is going to be dope. I got the third floor, the whole third floor. Um, you know, it's like a few bedrooms. It's got multiple bathrooms, a full kitchen, fridge. You know, I'm just thinking we're going to be living it up. Right. <clears throat> um, well, weirdly enough, there is a door to the outside hallway where the public is in every one of the rooms. And this place is so old, the doors don't seal. Like, you can see light between the doors. <laughs> I see your face. It was just, it was worth, like, I took some photos and I'm going to post them, you know, on the podcast page so everybody can see this. Uh, but it was not the kind of place that you want to be staying in some weird town with no cell phone service. And that's not even mentioned the creepy bear that was looking over my bed. What, what about this creepy bear? What? This is so confusing. I know, but I sent you the picture of it. I know, uh, I sent you the picture and it's, it's like a wire frame Christmas bear, but it's just leaning over this weird closet facing my bed. You, and, know, you know, Chaz is like, that's a nanny cam dude. It's, it's definitely a cam there. Um, um, trying to get some free porn. Action going on. Well, we'll see what they end up with. Just keep an eye on it. <laughs> you know what? I, I think I'm so confused because I, I think it's like this is an Airbnb. Right. right? Yeah. So these this should be reputable locations. But you shouldn't be checking in like at a hotel either. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just my Airbnb experience, but I've never had to call anywhere or do anything like that to get into like i might yeah, send no. the owner a text like hey i might be a little late or whatever same yeah like you like they know who you are when you show up and they're like hey this is your place like have a good evening right and that's um, it they're gone yeah no that's that's not what happened um so you know moving forward uh, we stayed in the creepy place the creepy place floors weren't level uh i mean there's just so many things but we'll have to go into it more later i don't want to take up the whole podcast telling this story mm-hmm. um but moving forward in my weekend, went to uh, the wedding, which was on this beautiful mountain resort, uh, which I posted a photo of on Instagram. 
everything went fantastic. It went really better than you probably could have anticipated going into it, doing photo and video with no second shooter. So I was solo shooting both photo and video. Um, but everything went good, very smooth, no slip-ups, uh, except I've got to find my audio recorder uh, that I have misplaced with all the audio from the day on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but apart from uh, that, at the wedding, absolutely no slip-ups. Everything was smooth sailing. Oh. Uh, footage footage looks beautiful. Uh, and then on the way back, take the family to Times Square. We stayed at a hotel right there in Times Square. Uh, take everybody out for some New York pizza. Um, got some shirts, some hoodies, you know, normal touristy stuff. Right. And then came home and, and you know, it's been pretty good since. So now that I've taken up 45 minutes, tell me about your week, man. Oh man, my week, um, I had a wedding, um, Saturday, um, crazy, 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 like beginning to it. Like, um, the bride and groom, they, they basically, no matter of fact, it wasn't even the bride and groom that contacted me first. It was the event coordinator. And they contacted me and said, hey, because <clears throat> I was trying to get a timeline. It was like, I think it was Friday. No, Thursday. It was Thursday. And I was trying to get a timeline for the weekend. Um, and they were like, um, yeah, we're basically not covering this wedding anymore. Um, <laughs> we'll be sending out an email shortly to explain it. And I was like, what? And this is the the planner and coordinator. Yeah, the planner and coordinator for a wedding this Saturday. This is Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's not good. So they sent out this this email saying, yeah, we, we regret to inform you, but we will no longer be in charge of the wedding on Saturday. Um, please refer to the couple if you have any questions. I'm like, OK. Whatever. So normally I'm in contact with the, all my customers, my couples. But this particular instance, the um, the planner contacted me first and they said, hey, this couple wants to book you. And so basically the planner was the middle man like the whole time. So I never spoke with the customer. I didn't know their anything, no email, no phone number, no nothing. So like even the the, the invoice, they had me send it to the planner. Okay. Um, So when they backed out, it was like, figure it out basically. And I'm like, hey, hey, every man for himself. you got all the information. I'm going to, I'm supposed to figure it out. So, um, I ended up emailing them. They, they took forever to reply. So I did like this stalker move and I was on like all social media, like typing in the bride and groom's <laughs> name. And I found the bride on, on Facebook from like, um, some group she was in or something like that. And <laughs> I sent her an email and like, um, Nobody replied. She didn't reply. And finally, hours later, like after sending like a couple people in this particular planning company um, emails, they finally was like, oh, here's her email and phone number. So I sent her a text. I'm like, hey, is everything okay? Um, You know, is the wedding canceled? So she has her fiance call. She has her fiance call. And basically, um, they were waiting for some funds to drop in their account, basically. And, um, it was supposed to happen Thursday. on, yeah, it was supposed to happen on Friday morning or something like that. Or Thursday mm. evening. I can't remember. So, so question, so, side mm-hmm. question real quick. How do you plan a wedding waiting on funds two days, but one day before? 
I guess. How does that a, work? I guess it's a gamble, man. Um, That's a gamble, though, right? <laughs> it's a big gamble. Yeah. But, so how'd it go? Did you end up getting in touch with them? Yeah, they ended up getting the money. Um, they actually ended up, I guess, giving the plan. I guess the planner backed up because they were taking too long to pay them or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But they gave them the money back and um, they paid them. So then the planner sent out the timeline and all this and that. And um, so that was cool. So, you know, as usual, you know, I get to the venue. Groom super cool. Yeah. The bride, she was a little late. A little bit late. You know what? I, I recognize a trend here, Chaz, um, which we'll have to include this on an episode in the future. Um, but I've noticed several stories of how you're not a fan of weddings with no planner and how that always, nearly always, makes the bride late. It bites you in the butt. It does. It's terrible. Every single time. I have yet to sm- shoot a smooth wedding without a good planner and coordinator. Um, yeah, period. Just one my period. So that. um this particular wedding, um prep was at one place, ceremony was at another, reception was at another place. Okay. Um three locations. Three locations. Um I had a second shooter, but every time I hire a second shooter, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to shoot it like it's a solo wedding, which is the topic of um, this podcast this week. It is solo um, shooting, one man band. But um, you know, I did everything with the groom prep. That went well, smooth. Groom prep is always easy. I can do a groom prep in a bathroom. I don't even right. It don't like, matter. Just whatever. Um, <laughs> Creative. But the bride, she was really late. Like she was really, really late. Like everybody was pretty much dressed and she was like getting her, I think she was getting her hair done. Or like everybody was dressed. Mm. And um That's pretty late though. That's pretty late. So yeah, I still I mean, have to go to the get. venue. I still have to set up four cameras, get the audio, all this stuff. So she's like starting to do makeup and it's getting like really late. I think the ceremony started at like four. It was like three fifteen. Mm. I was like, um, yeah, I got to go. Photographer, everybody else is gone. <laughs> right. I'm just hanging around like, please hurry up and do this makeup. Please, please, please. So um, I get a couple shots of the makeup and I go, I zip out. Um, set up everything. Man, I'm ripping and running. And because the parking, this this particular church, the parking sucks so bad. So I had to like park down the street <laughs> because I got in so late, you know. Because right. normally, oh, I'm taking parties right beside the handicap park in the front. And I don't care, you know. Yeah. I, it is I'm what sorry. it is. I'm sorry, old lady. You're gonna have to walk home. Um, you're gonna have to walk a couple blocks. <laughs> but, um, oh man, that's not good. <laughs> that's not okay, Chaz. So this time, the old lady beat me to the front parks. That's cool. Mm, that's what you get. So I had to park down the street, but um, I get in the the thing, and because. I'm moving so many places. I don't want it. Like I have, I have a, a, a sixteen ten Pelican case and a fifteen ten, sixteen ten Pelican case. I got like five camera, four cameras in it, and in my fifteen ten Pelican case, it's all audio equipment. But I don't want to yank out these Pelican cases and these tripods and put them on my um, <laughs> rock and roll cart to bring it into church. You know, so I'm trying to grab the stuff I need. Oh man! 
which is a lot of stuff. <laughs> this doesn't sound good, Chaz. It's a lot of stuff. So I had to rip and run. I think I went outside to my car like three times to get everything I needed. All the way down um, the block. All the way down the block. Okay. Um, got everything going. Ceremony's going well. You know, um, pack it up. You know, the photographer was doing stuff at the church. I didn't have time to do, hang around and get shots of that, the group photos. So I went on ahead and packed up, shot to the venue. Um, the venue was in a this, uh, in a pavilion spot, which is right. pretty For dope. the reception, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the reception. Um, yeah. It was pretty dope. But um, I saw like the, um, I think it was like a, maybe like the cake company or something like that. Maybe their van was parked like right in the front. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done enough walking for the day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm parking right behind this joker. Right behind hey, him. You got to sometimes, man. Sometimes hey, you got to hey, take the old lady parking. Exactly. Everybody yeah, else I is parking in the parking deck. But yeah. Oh, no. Not me. Mm-mm. Not Chaz Reed. No, sir. <laughs> right there. Parked right in the front. I didn't have to walk far at all. <laughs> Put everything so the, out. Um, how did it go for the reception? Reception went smooth. It went smooth. They had these. The only thing about the reception. So it was it was it was like a two floor set up everybody was on the bottom floor and they had like these glass stairs from the second floor going down to the first right. floor so when they were doing like the um the entrances they were starting on the second floor instead of being down on the first floor so the people would walk down the stairs yeah and it was, one man, it was taking them forever to get yeah. down there like and he's trying to like hold time and right Man, right. it's taking like 15 minutes per person. After a while, man, they just started saying names. And I was like, I don't know who's who. Um, I don't know what's going on. Whatever. I'm just going to shoot it. So um, that's what we do. Everything went good, man. Food was um, the food was good, but they made me mad, man, because they gave me this little baby scoop of macaroni and cheese, man. I was mm. they're being very stingy. Everybody was complaining See. about the baby scoops, man. Let me talk about that for for just a moment. Hit me. With you know, that. I'm I like wedding food. Uh, you know, that's the reason we do what we do. Right. Um, this wedding, I will say the food was fantastic. I had mm. probably the largest slab of prime rib I have ever had in my life. Nice. But uh, so the bride, uh, when they sit down to eat, she pulls me to the side, and she's like, "Hey, you know, grab a seat. There, there's a couple empty chairs." Uh, just grab whatever chair you want, you know, feel comfortable to, you know, be among the guests, mm-hmm. have, you know, the, the catering staff will serve you. Um, and you know, just enjoy yourself, enjoy the evening. Uh, and I was like, you know, Hey, I appreciate that. I'm going to go do that. So when on the way to this table, the, uh, venue manager, uh, comes over and she's like, Hey, like, you know, we don't really allow vendors to sit in here with guests. And I was like, yeah, I was like, well, I mean, you know, the bride who just paid you all this money said to do this. So uh, and she was like, well, you know, I can't allow you to sit in here, but we do have a separate room uh, that you can go to. And I was like, really? I was like, it's going to be like that. I'm like, I'm going to have to go to a separate room. And I went into this room with this DJ. And, you know, I'm not going to, you know, some, you just never know who's listening. So I'm going to leave it there. Uh, but the food was good. So the catering company did a fantastic job. I didn't mean to interrupt your story, but I wanted to share that. You know what? I'm glad you did. You know what? I'm just going <laughs> to ramble on this podcast because I'm, you know. It's okay. I went they, can, this one, they can fast forward this. 
I went to this one country club, man. I had a wedding at this country club. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful country club. Old yeah. historic country club. I'm not even gonna say what city it's located in. But let me tell you guys something. Whenever, if anybody ever has the opportunity and pleasure of working with me, I guarantee you I'm the hardest working person you'll ever see at a wedding. Oh, that's for sure. I've worked with you. When these people say this mess about, oh, we don't blah, blah, blah for vendors, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I try not to cuss at people. <laughs> I'm going to have to put an explicit tag on this episode. But like, it just makes me feel like, like you make me feel like I am, um, like I'm like scum beneath their toes or something. Like, like yeah, I'm like, a peasant. Like, like you're a vendor. Like, like, what, like, is that a negative connotation? Like, what? that's a good thing. You're a business don't, owner. And don't bring me out no vendor meal. And you got a buffet line. Oh no, mm. no, 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 <laughs> no, man. Oh, man. You can keep that vendor meal and take it home with you. Cause I'm going through that buffet line. Cause that's what's in my contract to eat. I'm eating good. I don't, I don't, uh, uh-uh. I, it's, it's certain things that I require and eating good is one. You hear me? Hey, and if you got, I alcohol, definitely understand that. I'm going to have me a beer cause I'm celebrating with you. You know, I ain't going to get drunk, but I'm going to have me a beer cause I'm grown. All right. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, the whole, you can't, you're not allowed to eat here. I had one wedding. She was like, um, you're not allowed to get any food until everybody has been served and we'll give it to you whenever we confirm that. I'm like, oh, hold no. on, because it don't work like that. Because <laughs> by the time they done eating, I got stuff to do, so I can't wait until yeah, Bobby Ray, they friend from Walmart, has ate. Like he ain't got <laughs> nothing to do with me. And Sometimes like, people invite Walmart people to weddings too. She legit. No, no offense to Walmart. I used to work at Walmart. It's a great. Place. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate on Walmart. No shade. But um, like no, I don't. I don't play that. I don't play that. So, if anybody that is in charge of venue ever listens to this, please respect the um, vendors because we're working hard and we're not um we're on the same team you guys are on. Take care of us, you know, so we we'll can continue to take care of the clients and you know we'll make the venue look amazing. But if not, we I promise you I'll chop out every shot that got the the venue looking pretty there. <laughs> I put out all close-ups of flowers and stuff and forget your venue. You understand? But um anywho. Anywho, let's go ahead and move on. Uh so today's today's topic um is solo shooting. The one man band, you know, doing everything by yourself, no help. Um and so like we you know, we've got some some ideas here. But let's start out, you know, so anyone who is a beginner can know what solo shooting is. What what's solo shooting to you, Chaz? You are you are the um you're the director. Mm. You're the, the 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 gaffer. You're <laughs> the you're the, the the um you're everything. Everything. Everything All right, so like it's fairly clear, right? But you know I just wanted to go ahead and put that out there in case there was any confusion. Solo shooter means that you go to a wedding and you are solely responsible for all the video content that they have. Um, so that may bring some people in to be like, well, why in the world would you want to do that? Mm-hmm. Why would you want to solo shoot? So let's go over Chaz, some pros and cons to solo shooting. And for everyone that knows me, Aaron, uh, most of the time I solo shoot, 
I do have a guy I use. Um, he's actually part of our group um, for a second shooter when I need one. Like he'll be traveling with me to Cleveland uh, this coming weekend because nice. uh, we're going to go up there and, and rock a wedding. Um, but I usually, most of the time, solo shoot. And I'll tell you why. But Chaz, do you solo shoot or do you only use second shooters or third shooters? How do you do it? Um, you know what? Um, you've motivated me to start dabbling in the solo shooting thing. That's what I like to hear. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Mm, that's not what I wanted to hear. Right, right, right. But <laughs> there's a reason behind that madness as well. You know, um, like you said, it's always pros and cons to everything. But my biggest, my biggest con, and you know, again, this is gonna vary wedding to wedding. But nine times out of ten, my biggest con with solo shooting is I have a ton of equipment, guys. Um, Chaz does have a lot of equipment. I have a ton of equipment. Um, just to give you guys a rundown, I own two C100s. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Let's say let's save that for after the solo shooting section because we got a gear talk section at the end of this episode. Oh, we do? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah That's Chaz likes like. gear. That's what I like. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, so, basically, I don't like solo shooting because I have a ton of equipment. That's my short answer. Yeah, so let me, I'll tell you, you know, I've got a list here uh, that I wrote down pre-show uh, of my pros and cons. Uh, you know, and this is coming from a solo shooter. Uh, the cons are you're more likely to miss something important. Mm. Uh, if something starts going down and you're somewhere else, you may never even know that it happened. And then right. later this bride is going to be like, hey, you remember when we did this? Did you capture that? And you're like, I think you are got me confused because y'all didn't do that. Mm -mm. Um, so you're more likely to miss things that could be important to the couple. Um, that's not an issue for me, uh, because of the way my process with my couples, but I'll go into that later. Right. <clears throat> um, the second con is you can't be at two places at once. Right, so there's absolutely. a lot of situations where bride, uh, prep and groom prep are at different places. Um, and you know, clearly they haven't come out with technology yet where I can do both at one time. Right. Uh, so you, you have to be very good at managing your time at these locations. Um, third con would be you have more work to do. You know, if you've got a second shooter who's quality, then you mm -hmm. can you can unload some of that work onto them. Uh, and that can make things easier for you. Yep. Um, the fourth con is some some couples just aren't comfortable with a solo shooter. Right. Um, and, you know, that's why I do offer you know, a second shooter at an additional cost. If you want one, we can definitely, you know, pull somebody else on. Absolutely. Um, but I always try to communicate that I'm hundred percent confident. I can capture your wedding in a beautiful manner by myself. Mm -hmm. uh, let me tell you the pros though, Chaz. Hit me. Uh, one of the pros is I get more money. Absolutely. If I don't have to pay a good shooter. So like quick rundown, people pay second shooters, different things. Mm -hmm. Some pay them $20 an hour. Some pay them 200 bucks, 300 yep. bucks, 400 bucks. Uh, some pay them a thousand dollars, you know, it just depends on the budget of the, the videographer and probably also the skill of the second shooter. Exactly. I was going to say um, that, but you know, that's more money that I get to keep, uh, for my business and, you know, to, to scale up and, you know, also for my own family. Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest pro for me is I don't have to rely on somebody else getting something. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, you know what? This guy, he's got that groom prep down. I don't even have to worry about it. And then I get home and I look at the footage and it's like, Dookie. yeah, I'm not sure what I'm going to tell my bride right. because they don't have groom prep. Right. Um, and hopefully that wasn't the case when I shot with you, Chaz. <laughs> mm, good. Um, 
Yeah, so that's that's my biggest pro is I don't have to rely on somebody else because I know what I capture is going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, I know the quality because I'm looking at it when I'm doing it. Um, and the third pro, uh, which has never come up, but I don't want it to, that I'm not responsible for anybody else during the day. I've heard horror stories about people hiring second shooters and they're over here and they feel like they can come and party, you know, get drink a little too much, have a little too much fun. And, you know, that's not... That's not the image I'm doing. You know, I'm trying to be a professional right. uh, out here, you know, a business. Uh, so those are my pros and cons. Chaz, do you have any pros to sec- uh, to solo shooting? Um, pros to solo shooting, they pretty much match yours. Yeah. I would I would definitely say one of the cons, though, to solo shooting is um, it kind of ties in to how you're saying, you know, you have more work to do. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is, is you actually kind of miss out on being creative on certain things Mm. because when you solo shoot, like I said earlier, you have to think about so many things by yourself. Like I light, I light up my receptions. So, you know, while some people are able to get very creative during the after ceremony photos in the back of my mind, I'm thinking about, yo, I got to go light this reception. I got to patch into this audio. I need to run my secondary audio. I got to get these multiple cameras set up, blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, so when, you, when you're solo shooting, you either have to have everything mapped out in your head, how you're going to run the day, mm-hmm. even though it's probably not going to happen because it's just a wedding. Probably but, not. Um, yeah, that that's really my con. But like you said, that's the pros were spot on. Um, yeah. I can't think of anything new. That's what's up. So I'm going to go through here. Um, and this looks like it's going to be a longer episode. Hopefully that's okay with everybody. Uh, if not, you know, just fast forward through you didn't, what you want, did not want to hear. And, you know, listen to the good stuff. It's okay. Um, although I think you'll enjoy all of it because the beginning was definitely fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's how I sh- uh, shoot solo, Chaz. Uh, my number one rule is to keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't overcomplicate things. So, like, when I solo shoot, you know, I'm not going to be carrying two Pelican cases full of gear right? because that doesn't work for me. Right. Um, which we'll go, we'll go through here more in a second, but number one rule, keep stuff simple. Don't overcomplicate things because that's just going to shoot you in the foot. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second rule is what I call shooting to edit. Um, so, you know, I know some guys and girls, they will set up a camera, you know, they're over here recording and they'll sit here and wait two, three, four minutes, see mm-hmm. if something happens, mm-hmm. and then cut those clips down. Mm-hmm. When I'm solo shooting, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I find, you know, I use my creative brain. I go in here, I find what I want to look at. I push record, I record my clip, and I, I move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, there's none of the the waiting. Uh, you know, I find that, you know, kind of your con was about the creative, but I feel like shooting in this manner allows me to be creative because mm-hmm. I know I need somewhere between, depending on the length of the video they're going to get, mm-hmm. somewhere between 150 and 300 clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I keep a map of that, you know, in my head, checking my clips. And I know, you know, how many I've gotten, how many I need for each portion of the day. Right. Um, so shooting to edit. Um, the third port, uh, portion is actually, uh, I had a couple of questions uh, for some audience members uh, for this week's podcast. And I'm going to go into one of them now. Uh, it's a question from, a company, I believe, called Ricker Films, R-I-C-K-E-R Films. Um, 
and they said, how slash what do you carry throughout the day without having to lug so much equipment throughout mm-hmm. the day? Um, so I'm going to tell you exactly what I carry throughout the day. Uh, I carry my main camera, which is now a Sony A3, uh, A7 hey, III. Hey, 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 no gear. No <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Uh, I carry a certain camera. Mm-hmm. I carry my lens. Just one? Just one. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm. That's all I have. Now, let me tell you what I carry. Because, so, my solo shooting, um, I'm gaining my expertise. And this is this is kind of where we differ. Yeah. So, my experience comes from solo shooting, like, during preps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And because I have these big Pelican cases, it's hard for me to open them without pulling the whole Pelican case out, revealing to all these strangers in the public what's in my trunk and putting it back right. in. So, what mm-hmm. I do is I carry one camera on a monopod Mm -hmm. i have a lens attached on it i have a slightly wider lens in my bag that i carry i also carry a my tascam dr10 inside of my carry bags Mm -hmm. and then i carry a secondary camera on a strap on a camera strap around my body right now the purpose of the secondary is for stills because my first camera is um, a digital cinema camera, so it doesn't take stills. Right. So, um, yeah. Same so, thing though. You broke rule one for my my wedding chats is you didn't keep things simple. Um, no, so, don't. so yeah, you know, keeping things simple. I have one really good lens. Well, in my opinion, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's on my A cam forever. I, mm. I never use a different lens. I use one lens for the entire day mm. on my A-cam. Um, so what you said about the recorder, I usually wear a dress shirt with a pocket. Mm-hmm. I put my DR-10L. I mean, I put a, a recorder there in my pocket. Mm-hmm. So I've got my A-cam. Now, in certain situations, I have had a second camera on a strap. Um, like this last wedding I did last weekend, I did that right. uh, because I was doing photo and video. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have another option for photo, mm-hmm. uh, but for video, one lens. Keep it simple. Get used to the lens. Master your lens, and it will not affect your storytelling. I promise. Right. right. Um, so that's you know to answer the question from Ricker Films, you keep things very simple, and you carry one camera, you carry one lens, and you just do the best you can. But what and if it the, turns out what beautiful. if the camera messes up, man? Come on, man. Oh, come on, man. Oh, I didn't say I don't have another camera at the <laughs> wedding. I don't carry it with me during the day. Okay, so I'm not lugging like, I don't have like, you know, a box I'm dragging. Like, hold on, I got to go to this other room. Let me drag my box. No, I just carry it. If, if it breaks, I do have several cameras available. I'll go grab one, but they're not they're not far away, but I don't carry them throughout the day. Man, I look um, like RoboCop. With all I know. I was there. I saw I came into this room. I was like, man, they hired like six or seven photographers and videographers out here. And then Chaz walks in. He's like, no, this is all mine. I was like, man, you have more stuff in this room than I have ever. I've never had this much gear. Um, so let me let me go into the second question we got um, from Luke. And I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, he told me how to say it. And he's going to be mad that I got it wrong. Strange. Uh, no, it's it's Stray, Stragy. Mm, yeah. Uh, you know what, Luke, I'm sorry. It's Luke's media company, Stragy Media. And if I got that wrong, I'll correct it some other time. I can see um, Stragy. Yeah, but he asked, you know, what are the must-have shots 
and what's the most important audio gear. Mm. Uh, so I'll, I'll address both and then you could address both. Mm. Um, for me, there are no must-have shots. There's mm. no such thing as a must-have shot in a, in a story. What? There's no such thing. What? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. There's none. Go ahead. Uh, so when you hire Edward Outwell Films, you hire my expertise. Mm-hmm. You hire my creative mind. Um, and let's say somebody I know out there is thinking like, well, this guy, he just lost all credibility. Um, because how does he not think the first kiss is a must have shot? Um, I think that because sometimes you can leave things out for that dramatic, you know, feeling, you know, like maybe you see them about to kiss and then you cut it off, leaving the audience wanting more. Mm. Um, it's, it's all about storytelling. Mm. Now I will say there's no must have shots in a video for me, Okay. but when I'm shooting a wedding, there are things that I 100% every time do capture. Like what? Because like the first kiss, mm-hmm. the groom's face, when he sees his bride, I capture the bride walking down the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, those are my three big ones. Um, I can't really think of many more. You, you, you know, mean, I, you mean the ring shot on a, on a macro lens isn't one of your go-tos, man? Chaz, come on, man. <laughs> I ain't got time for all that stuff. I'm out here. I'm out here making films. I'm not dibble dabbling with macro shots. Um, no, I'm just I'm just messing around. But those, like you know, I can make a video with no macro ring shot. Right. Um, I can make a video with no none of these shots. But I would recommend for anyone listening, at bare minimum, you know, in addition to all the regular footage, get that first kiss, get the groom's face, get her walking down the aisle. Um, if there's a first look, get the first look. You know, those are going to be important to the couple. Right. Um, and then, uh, Chaz, what's what's your must must have shots for you, man? What do you got to well, have besides your macro ring shots? You know, guys, I'm I'm always the devil's advocate um, mm-hmm. on the podcast, and I learned this. I believe I believe I heard it on a, on Ray Roman's Creative Live a long time ago. Um. The number one rule when filming a wedding, and it's very easy to remember, guys. Um, when in doubt, film the bride. That's right. That's good advice. Uh, that's that's really it. You know, when in doubt, film the bride. This is this is her day. You know, us being males, you know, we're we're happy about weddings, but yeah, it's not our fairy tale. Well, yeah, I, for me, I'm, I can't speak for right. everybody. Right. But um. When in doubt, when you don't have anything to do, when you're like, man, what can I do now? Film the bride. Mm. I don't, That's I, I really advice. don't see where you can go wrong with that. You know, first no. kiss, guess who's going to be in that shot? The bride. Hopefully the bride. Hope so. The entrance, the first look, guess who's going to be in that shot? The bride. Mm. The party's going on, the bride. You can't go wrong with it. That's solid advice. Let me do a quick complaining here. Mm-hmm. Um, just talking about that advice, that seems like me, uh, to me, that's really solid. Like no, no couple should be mad that there's a lot of the bride in this video. Never. But heard I, well, let me tell you a story, Chaz. Mm. Um, I had a gentleman call me one time, uh, after viewing their video, uh, who was upset about his guests in his video. And he asked me, man, like, why do all these guests look so unhappy? Like, what can you do about that? And it kind of, I was kind of taken aback. Like, I mean, have a, a better life. I don't know. Like, throw a better wedding. What? Uh, yeah. So, like, that was the weirdest complaint I've ever had. And I don't really get complaints. 
Um, and I don't know if you'd classify that as a complaint, but he was just like, man, why does everybody look like this? Like maybe I had Photoshopped mad faces. I don't know, but I don't want to take up too much time. I just wanted to share that, which I thought was really weird. That's really uh, so weird. the, the second part of this question, what's your most important audio gear, Chaz? My most important <clears throat> audio gear. Um, to be honest, I would probably say it's my. Are we allowed to say this stuff? Is this kind of gear talk? This the well, this got to be gear talk. Do you want to save it? Let's save it for gear talk. No, I want to say it right now. Let's say it right, right now. Tip my tongue, man. Just, just drop it. My most important piece of audio gear is my Rode Video Mic Pro. Really? The only reason why I say that. Whoa. The only reason why I say that, I love, I love, 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 love the Tascam DR10s. I love them. Super easy to use, whatever, whatever. But, but, in worst case scenarios, mm. the Video Road Mic Pro, even though it might not be the best quality or the most clearest, it's going to give you a solid backup source you can mm -hmm. use yeah we should we should mention that real quick is that just like recording a ceremony uh video anytime you're recording audio you want to back up Man. if you only have one source that's need, preparing to fail you need like you need like three backups like yeah I've, some people have a lot of backups and yo, some people have had them fail i've heard i've had i've had i've had um four four audio sources recording and I've had every last one of them fail at one at the same wedding. Mm. Just like, listen, that's listen. I'll shoot a whole wedding on one lens, but I will not record a <laughs> wedding without like <laughs> four pieces of audio. I promise you. Yeah. So let me tell you what my my must have uh, audio equipment is. Um, now, my number one recommendation to anybody starting out is the Tascam DR10L. Absolutely. Uh, it's a fantastic piece uh, it's not the most expensive there are better pieces out there um, but for a wedding uh, it is more than adequate it gives great results and it's my number one recommended piece but my must-have Chaz and I know the audience can't see this but it's my little Sony IC recorder for mm -hmm. 80 bucks mm -hmm. and the reason it's my must-have is because I have this elastic sleeve that I got from micfx.com or something um, that I slide around the, the handheld mic when they're giving toasts, and I put this in there. And that gives me the best quality toasts of anything I've ever tried. Yeah. And I use toast audio much more than ceremony audio. So that is, that's my must-have. I can't I can go to a wedding that. without it. I can dig that, man. Yeah. So let me, let's go into these other topics real quick before we get into to gear talk, and we'll cover these fast. Um, the question, uh, the first one is, how to shoot prep in two locations? Um, so my... My thing is you just got to be, you got to have good time management. Right. Usually what I do um, is depending on how far they are apart, I usually go to the brides. When in doubt, film the bride, right? Exactly. So, I was about to say it. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to get her getting her makeup, her hair. I want to, you know, her having fun with her girls and the robes and all this stuff. And I want to get her getting into that dress. Yeah. If I have time after that, I'm going to go to the grooms. Right. If not, the groom prep isn't nearly as important to me. Right. I, I can go to a wedding after a ceremony and be like, hey, man, take your jacket off real quick, put it back on. 
Boom. Room prep's donezo. I was about to say it. I've done it in a hallway. Yeah, like it's, it's just not as important uh, yeah. in the story of a wedding day. The guys getting ready is not as important as the girls getting ready. Um, the second question is how to shoot a ceremony. So this really, you know, a lot of people get nervous about this, but it's not that difficult for me. Uh, so, you know, probably about 10 minutes before they, they're about to walk down the aisle, just go set up the cameras. Go set them up. Focus on the altar or the arbor or mm-hmm. the whatever they're standing near, barrels, you know, whatever weddings you're doing. Put the focus there. Press record. And you're fin- that's it. Go. I recommend a three-camera setup. I've done them with two cameras, you know, in tight spots. Sometimes you can't really get a third angle. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually do a camera on the left looking at the groom's face, a camera on the right looking at the bride's face, and I'll have a camera in the back looking down the middle. Um, and then, you know, with my A cam, which I got with me, I'll get every, I'll stand in the front getting everybody walking down. Right. So I guess that's a four camera setup, but I don't, I don't always have those. Right. Um, at minimum though, two cameras, um, and you know, know, just go and set them up. It's not that difficult. I think that depends on your deliverable as well. Hmm. Um, cause if you're just doing a straight highlight, you kind of only need, need it one, to be honest. But I'm going to play your uh, devil's advocate here. Here we go. Um, if you do that, that's fine. If you get, if you can promise, um, give them all the deliverables you promised, um, you're solid. But what that does not allow you to do is three months down the road, like, hey, you know, we're clearing out our hard drives. We want to make sure you didn't want this full ceremony edit, you know, for an extra thousand dollars. Right, upselling. Yeah. So you know, I would recommend always doing it. Now, I my, I have done. Weddings with one camera when mm-hmm. I didn't have any other cameras mm-hmm. and they weren't getting a ceremony. You know, it is what it is. You know, you can still make dope videos without without that. Yep. Um, the the third question, Chaz, was how to shoot toasts, um, which this is the same as as a ceremony for me. You know, I always I get with the DJ, I get with the photographer and I'm like, hey, where are we having this, this person stand? All right. Um, and then, you know, it, it doesn't always stay the same. A lot of people like to move around and wonder when they talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get a, a nice estimate and then what I, then what I do is get where the couple's going to be at. Right. Are they going to be in their seats? Are they going to be standing? Are they right. where, you know, wherever they're going to be. So whenever I figure out where the couple's going to be, put a camera where they're going to be, push record. And then I get me on the other camera following the person giving the toast. Right. Right. And you know, so far that's been fairly foolproof. I've never had any issues. Uh, because I, I've never had a wedding where the couple is also walking around to weird spots right. during a toast. Right. I've got a, I go, I've got a pro tip for that. Yeah. Um, I used to get really frustrated with the wondering speech giver. Yeah. So, Especially if you've got lighting. What I decided to do, I bought a mic stand. <clears throat> I get the DJ's mic and I put it on the mic stand. I tell the person when they're walking up to the mic, hey, leave the mic up there. I have a camera on you. Just talk Mm. to the mic. Now, what this does is it helps you out in two different ways. One, your person isn't going to be doing the nervous pacing while they're doing a speech. Right. Two, I don't know if you've ever had an old person give a speech, but they have this jittery hand thing going on. Right. And what happens if they have rings or anything or their fingers are on the mic? Clicking you, on it. You hear the clicking in the audio. You can't remove that. I don't, I don't care what you use. You can't remove this clicking because it's just so sporadic and 
random throughout the whole thing. They don't have to touch the mic. Leave the mic alone. Just don't mess with it. Just talk. All right. Bring the tears and get out the way because we got more stuff to do. Yeah. So the uh, the last thing is, do we have any random tips, tricks, suggestions for someone going into solo wedding shooting? Um, my my two things here, Chaz, are my number one rule is keep it simple, mm-hmm. and my number two rule is to find the lens that works for you. Right. You know whether it's a zoom, whether it's a prime, you know whatever focal length, whatever format, anything. Just find the one that works for you, and master it. So I know with mine, and I use an 85 millimeter. I know before I pull my camera up, what's going to be on that screen. I already because I've used it so many times. Right. I'm just I just know like I know where I need to be and what it's going to look like. Right. And that helps me do my shooting to edit because I already know what the clip is going to be before I even record it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's my best tip I can give to those. What do you got for them? Um, just kind of mirroring off of yours, you know, find that. Find the go-to equipment that you can just really dial in everything at the drop of a dime. Um, because when you solo shoot, you don't have you don't have time to look around the camera menus to try to figure mm-hmm. this and that out. You know, if you're using a particular brand camera that allows you to set up like custom menu buttons and stuff like this, right? You know, get it set to where it allows you to be super run and gun but efficient and everything um i don't necessarily have i I have i can't pick one lens like you're you're just a g for that like (laughs) you know like i love the way the 85 looks i love the way the 50 looks i love the way the 35 the the 70 to 200 and Mm -hmm. i can't pick just one but if you have a bag like i do like i have a wedding like a wedding bag that I just, it's, it's on my side the whole day. And I can fit like three lenses in it, a camera body, extra batteries and stuff. Mm. I put my That's favorite smaller lenses in there. And um, I carry those around with me. Um, I would say take a sweat rag, a rag of some sort, because you're there probably going to get hot. Like, that's good advice. You're just going to get hot because you, you really have to do like, if, I think my last wedding, I looked at my, my miles that I walked. I walked um, 10 miles mm. in one day for a wedding. Um, yeah. Inside, outside, upstairs, downstairs, everywhere. Um, and I would probably say my, my, my biggest piece of advice is to be, be patient and flexible. Definitely. That's necessary. Because, you know, in general, you have to be that way. But when you're shooting by yourself, like you have to you have to eat the spinach and get your Popeye on with that one because it's it's truly yeah. a, a testing time. You know, there's no time for stress. There's no time for getting flustered or frustrated. No. You got to be able to just roll with the punches. Whatever happens, just be OK with it and move forward. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. So I think I've got one more tip and then let's get into this gear stuff. Um, wear comfortable shoes, Chaz. Oh man, my feet like, so bad Saturday. So, so the thing <laughs> is, you know, maybe some people may have different opinions here. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you, I wear my Nikes, yeah. the black Nikes. And, you know, I tried the dress shoes, tried looking fancy, but by the end of that wedding, I can't chase people around, man. My feet hurt too bad. Um, 
So yeah, wear comfortable shoes. Um, now, here's what everybody came for, Chaz, is the gear talk. Mm. Tell us, uh, tell us what gear you have. No, after you, please, after you. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz's list is much longer than mine. It's so here's um, oh my goodness. <laughs> here's what I have uh, when I go to a wedding. Um, I now have four cameras. I used to have three. Um, I just picked up the Sony A7 III, um, which by all the counts, believe the hype, believe the reviews, it's fantastic. Mm. Um, I mean, it's really fantastic. Like, it's just good. It looks good coming out of the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've even thought, like, I don't need to do anything on this color. I'm just going to give it to them. I love it. It's that good. Um, I also have a, a Sony A7S, um, which I, I love that camera as well. Uh, the 1080p on it, uh, which I don't deliver in 4K, um, the 1080p on the A7S is still probably the second best I've ever seen. Uh, the first will be the the Canon C100s because um, their 1080p is you know really cinema level. Um, but the A7S is fantastic. Um, I also have a Sony A6300, um, which I don't use as much anymore. I use it during the ceremony, uh, you know, as a C cam. Mm-hmm. Um, or B cam, you know, wherever I have it, uh, because it does get a good a good picture. Uh, you know, you have to know the quirks of it because it can overheat. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're the kind of person that wants to run on a gimbal, um, or you know, you need something small and compact, you know, those small Sony cameras are really good. Right. Um, they have some good good 4K quality. Um, the third cam or the fourth camera, I should say, uh, is a Panasonic GX85. Mm. Now, this is not a pro level camera. You know, no one ever said it was. But the reason I have this camera is my safety cam for my ceremonies. There you go. This is the camera I put in the back and I capture the wedding. It has no recording limit. It has no overheating. It has a good 4K quality. I can push record and it will record until the SD card's full, which is you know, no ceremony I've ever been to is going to fill up, you know, 64, 128 gigabytes. Right. Um, but I take it back there. I push record and I know if everything else messes up, I've got that angle. Right. Um, so that's, that's my cameras, uh, for audio gear. I have, uh, the task the task DR 10 L's, um, which I think those are fantastic. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, the Sony IC recorder, which I do my toasts with. Uh, I also have another task game. I can't remember the model number. It's the one that's like a brick. Um, but you know, I, I use that if I want to plug in with the DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't always do. I've had more than, more than not really. Uh, if you're working with a DJ who's not really great, uh, the feed from the DJ can sometimes not be great. Right. Um, we got a, we got an episode coming up about that too, guys. We do. Yeah. We're going to bring on, uh, DJ Johnny Johnson. Um, he's, he's good at what he does and he's going to help us, you know, figure out how to maybe communicate better with DJs or figure that out. Cause I've had, I've had them mute my channels. I've had them turn it all the way up and everything's peaking after, after we settle up, just don't mess with it. Right. Right. It's, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got that. My lens of choice is the, the Sam Yang Rokinon 85 millimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the lens. It's, you know, got the declicked aperture, uh, manual. I do everything manual. I don't do anything auto. Um, and man, it, it just gives beautiful shot after beautiful shot after beautiful shot. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's my lens of choice. Uh, I also have, uh, some native Sony lenses. Um, I've got the 50 millimeters, uh, for that. I have, I've got a kit lens of some sort. I don't, I don't use it for anything. Um, it's not a terrible lens, but, 
I have that. Um, on my Panasonic, I've got a kit lens for that one, uh, which I also don't really use for anything because it doesn't really have much control. Um, and then I've got a 42 to 150, uh, which on a on the Micro Four Thirds is really like almost an 85 to 300. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my far back cam, so I can put it way back and still get a good picture out of it. Um, and really, man, that's that's all I bring to a wedding. Man. That's it. What do you got? Be nice. It is nice because everything I have, and like I know the audience can't see it, but I got my book bag back here. What's over here now? Um, everything I have that I bring to a wedding fits in my book bag. Now, I will one caveat to that. Caveat. I'm not sure how, how you say that word. Um, I do bring other things in my car if I need to go back. I have a gimbal, um, a crane gimbal. I have mm-hmm. never used. I have it in my car just in case. I've never used it at a wedding. Um, I use it for commercial shoots. Um, I have a glide cam uh, that I bring just in case, you know, hey, maybe I'll need a glide cam. Yeah. Uh, I've also never used that um, even say, one time. I don't, I don't ever remember seeing any any gimbal shots in like hardly any of your weddings. No, there there isn't, and there probably won't be. But yeah. I bring them just in case. You know, yeah. you never know what you're going to need. Um, I also bring a light, a small light, if I'm in somewhere that's super dark. Um, and I bring an extra speed light like a flash Mm -hmm. um for photographers in case there's messes up Mm -hmm. uh, which i've had to use before Um, but that's it man everything i carry on a normal day fits in a backpack i used to be that way (laughs) and um i guess the gear monkey just hopped on my back and um started welling at me or something um so my gear um, I have two Canon C100s. I have a Mark One. I have a Mark Two. Mm. Um, I have the Sony A7S2, the um, Sony A6500. I have a Sony A6000. I have um, the um, DJI Mavic Air. Right. Um, you got another one too. You got two drones, don't you? Yeah, I have a I have a um a Phantom Three for sale. If anybody wants to buy that, um, <laughs> quick plug for for Chaz give, Reed. Yeah, give me a price. I don't I don't really care. Um, <laughs> um, lenses I have um so I have a mixture of Sony and and Canon glass, um what well, EF mount lenses, but I have a um a Sigma. Um, EF to Sony, what is it? E, yeah, Sony E mount, yeah, Sony E mount adapter. So I can use my lenses on all my cameras except Sony to Canon, whatever. Um, what I have, I have a um 17 17 Canon LN 17 to 40, um, the, the 24 to 105, um. The seventy to two hundred L lens. Um, I have um, two Rokinon lenses, the manual D click aperture lenses. I have a um, mm-hmm. a thirty five millimeter. I have an eighty five. Um, have a couple proms. I have a Canon fifty mil, um, a Sony thirty mil macro for right. those beautiful ring shots that everybody gets. Yeah, because those are must-haves. Which I have yet to actually get. It's crazy <laughs> because I I used the 30 on um, 
what did I put it on? I think I put it on, at one point I used it in a ceremony for like the back cam, the, the mm-hmm. one of my back cameras. And I used the, um, the APC sensor, the APC crop mode on the Sony a7S II. Yeah. To shoot with the 30 mil. Cause I like ran out of lenses or something like that. This is, this is wild. <laughs> Jess. This is not simple, man. This is something. No wonder you're sweating so much. <laughs> but, um, so far as audio, I have, um, and kids, don't worry about this this list. My list is, I've been doing this a while, and yeah, I'm, I'm a gearhead, so don't be like, oh my God, he has so much equipment, and I had, I have to sell my arm and leg to get stuff like that. You him. don't need to. No, you don't. It's not necessary. No. I shot I shot for a long time with a 5D Mark III and like two lenses, so. Right. Um, That's all you need, man. That's yeah. all you need. Um, my audio <laughs> equipment, I have uh, uh, two of the Tascam DR10s. Um, a Tascam DR60, which is the um the recorder with the XLR mounts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, for backups, I have two uh, Zoom H1s. Um, I have um, I have two Rode NG2 shotgun um microphones for the Canon C100s. I have a Rode Video Mic Pro. I have a Rode Video Mic Go. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is not sponsored by any of his this gear is it. it's just they need to because i've spent too much money with them um and that's pretty much all of my gear you know besides the i have like um what are my lights by um yo yo something i can't remember i can't remember the name of my lights but they're battery operated because i hate cords no. um so they're powered by like the Sony F series batteries, um, okay. Tripods, monopods, all that good stuff, and that's yeah. That's really it. I should I should say I left a couple of things out of my list, Jazz. Yeah. Uh, the newest addition to my family is this GoPro Hero Seven Black, mm-hmm. um, which I've not used at a wedding yet, but I plan on it um, just to do some more creative things. Hopefully, uh, in the edits, um, I also have the Rode Video Mic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like you said, is that backup source, just in case if something goes wrong, like you at least got that. You got it. Um, which is is definitely important to have those backups. Uh, and I did leave out, you know, my monopod and my tripods mm-hmm. uh, because I, I thought, I guess I didn't think I need to mention them, but I do. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce my monopod. It's like Sheree. Sheree. I don't know how to say that word. Um, but it's a great monopod. It's got the feet oh, on the, the bottom. Lock and, the lock and leg joint. Yeah, that yeah, uh, it's a it. it's fantastic. Um, so tell me, Chaz, here's what here's what everybody wants to know. What's your favorite? What's your favorite camera that you have? Oh, man. But see, okay, I gotta get a little technical. Get technical. What am I shooting? A wedding. What part of You're the sh- wedding? Oh, see, this is really technical. Chaz, you just gotta pick one. If you got if it's desert island, okay? Like if you got yeah. stranded and you had to do a wedding, which one are you bringing? You can only bring one. I'm bringing I'm bringing, okay, 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 Mr. Smarty Pants. Yeah, I had to do it. I'm going to bring the Sony A7S II mm. with the um, my Sony 50mm. One point Solid. eight aperture, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. If I had That's to solid. bring one for a wedding. Now. That'd be the one. If we're doing commercials. Commercials are a different story. It's a different beast, but I'm taking that C100 every day, all day. Every day, all day. Period. What a, <laughs> what a traitor. 
You're a traitor. Oh, gosh. I hope Sony don't hear this. We're hoping to get sponsored. We not. not. <laughs> Let me tell you what I would take, Chaz. Uh, I would take my cell phone uh, so I can call for help and get off the island. Oh, um, man. No, I'm playing. <laughs> that, was, that was smart. That was, that was cheating. It is. I would take, uh, you know, I would take this a seven three. Um, and I, I really can't say enough about it. The thing that most impressed me, Chaz, I shot this entire wedding last weekend, photo and video on one battery. In yeah. fact, I still have battery left. I've got 30% left right now on my desk. Yeah. They did their thing with the Z batteries, man. They did. And like, I didn't believe it. I, you know, I went ahead and brought extras, um, because I'm thinking like, yeah, you know, people say they can get through a day on two, but I'm going to go ahead and bring a couple because I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one just stayed in my bag. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have to like, you know, usually I carry a battery in my pocket, um, just in case and a memory card, you know, in case I need to swap out or something. Yeah. Um, it didn't see the light of day, man. So the, the A3, A73 is certainly going to be, you know, the one I'm bringing. Man, let me see here. I'll pull my batteries out, my used batteries. Um, the last wedding, I went through five Sony batteries mm. um, for the A7S2 and the A6500. And I keep like three in my bag that I carry on me. Yeah, um, just in case. The Canon, my Canon batteries, those are freaking huge. They can run for like hours straight. Like, yeah, it's a digital cinema camera, so it, it's just a workhorse. But those so Sony me, batteries, oh no. <clears throat> let me ask you one more question before we wrap this up about the gear. Um, why? And this is like a you know, of course, it's like a debate uh, in our industry. But why have you not adopted the Panasonic model? for weddings. Now I know for commercial work, uh, or for indie filmmaking, um, the Panasonics are fantastic. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, they, they really do great work, but why for weddings have you not adopted that model? Um, well, my biggest thing, man, like I said, on our first podcast, I, I had Panasonic cameras, you know, That's even true. though it was the older series, I had the GH threes, but they just let me down so bad. And, and again, I'm all about getting equipment to better your product, to raise mm-hmm. the value of your product, to solve problems that you see that are constantly occurring. Right. And that biggest problem, it didn't happen on just one. It happened on like three weddings where the low light capability just let me down severely. And um, I didn't believe the hype in the A7S II, but I went and I tested one and I was, I was, I was so blown away. Like, yeah, they're that good. They really it's, are. It's crazy. It's really cr- like it's honestly, it is a option to like stuff. Like, yeah, just which is that, why I don't have lights. They're, they're just that crazy. Um, so that flexibility, like they're good in a day. Um, I have the um, what is it? The uh, EOS, the EOS um, the plugin. It's it's like a setting for your colors and stuff. That you yeah, didn't get the, the profile. Canon. Yeah, the, I can't think of the name of it. Um, but I have that set up on all my Sony's, and I legit like I don't have to do anything gridding, like, like nothing. Like it's 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 beautiful the way it is. It handles well, you know, during the daytime. Yeah, all the custom buttons, all the the built-in things, like 
I really don't have any complaints except, you know, the unlimited recording time, which it really doesn't bother me. Um, me 30 minutes is a long time, especially when you're shooting a wedding, you know. It is. And I can always just push the button again. Right. It's you know, fine. it's not that difficult. Yeah. Um, let me tell you why I chose Sony. Um, and especially, you know, I just brought this a7 III. I was looking hard at that GH5S. Uh, the GH5 has the great stabilization. Mm-hmm. Um, but the S looks more like a filmmaking camera to me. Right. Um, the reason I went Sony, and I realized this early on, is there's only one thing uh, video-wise that I, I cannot always control, right. and that's ambient lighting. Um, and I, I realized this early on at a wedding, uh, and it was actually the wedding where that beach wedding I was telling you guys about a couple episodes ago or whatever mm-hmm. episode that was episode one, I think um, they did their entire reception around a pool with no lights. Mm-hmm. The, the DJ was there. The only lights in this place were the little um, like reflector lights on the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the ones that are like solar powered Yeah. and the lights inside of the pool that were on mm-hmm. no other lights. Yeah. And I realized at that point I already had a Sony then, uh, because I liked them, but I realized at that point there was no way I could light that whole place effectively and solo shoot. Um, so really, that that's the reason I do Sony is because I can't always control lighting. Right. You know, there's there's sometimes situations that pop up um, that you know maybe I don't know what the reason would be, but that just takes one piece out of the equation that I don't have to worry about messing up. It's I just could, the I low light. Agree. I couldn't agree better, man. Um, I think that's probably like the biggest reason why, because, okay, guys, you already know I'm a gearhead, whatever. Judge me if you want to. Um, but I wanted to buy red. Like, I still look at reds till this day, you know, right. and, but you have to have light, period. And it's so running gun with weddings, man. You don't, you, you don't control everything. You can control as much as you want to, you know, but it, it's not always about, like, 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 a lot of times you really do have to pack light. You really have to take the bare necessities. And a lot of times your bare necessity isn't, you know, two extra lights on 10 foot light stands. Like I got a right. small aperture light that I just bought because sometimes you got to shoot the bride's dress in, and it's a very dim room and you just need something, you know. Right. But um, the Sony, man, I just, I'm, I'm waiting on the a7 III before I do any more. The A7S3? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. yeah I was A7 like, man, it's already out. <laughs> but um, if I don't do that, then what I might end up doing, I might end up um, swapping out the cannons and getting like a couple A7Threes or maybe like an FS5 just to yeah. simplify my, my, you know, my gear stuff. Like I wouldn't mind switching all over to one native glass you know yeah like and then and then you're shooting on you know the a7 III and one of those highlights is like the autofocus and you shoot in all manual lenses so it's Forever. like you're not even reaping the benefit of the <laughs> a7 III like that you know so yeah. yeah we'll just see what you know what time brings what next wedding season has in store and we'll For just sure. take it like that man yeah so i'm gonna say uh, one more thing uh, before we wrap this thing up man uh, and that's, you know, whoever's listening, you know, you don't have to have the latest gear. I know we touched on it probably in every episode, mm-hmm. um, but anything that's remotely modern, you can make money with a hundred percent. Like, I mean, anything that's interchangeable lens, you can go out here 
and make good money. You know, you don't like Jonas from the last episode. He's still got GH4s. Yeah. Like that didn't come out with a couple more models of that. Uh, you know, it's, it's not essential to have the best gear. Um, but so Chaz, uh, if you have anything else, now's the time. Man, I got nothing, man. I just, you know, I really appreciate everybody that listens. You know, yeah, I'm a heavy podcast listener. Crazy thing is, I even listen to our own podcast when I'm driving. I do that so. too. Yeah, I like to make sure that we don't sound like complete idiots. Even, yeah. I mean, a little bit's okay, but That's you know, fine. we don't want to sound too dumb. Yeah, but um, you know, just continue listening. Thanks for the support. If you guys got any questions, man, ask away. You know, you know the um, chime in. Start um, asking questions on the the Facebook group. Stir up everything, um, or you know, email us. Whatever, man. You know, we can be found at. Right. And as as always, you know, rate the podcast, you know, comment, subscribe, you know, give us a review. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we can do better. Tell us what we're doing worse uh, than last episode. Uh, And we appreciate it. And until next time, have a good day. Peace.